Welcome to Interviews. My name is Laurent Autain. I'm a business coach on a quest to crack the entrepreneurship code. So I thought, why not talk to entrepreneurs and ask them the right questions? I make sure to alternate between a male and a female guest every week. I hope their answers will inspire you. This podcast is available on all your favorite platforms. If you enjoy it, there are three ways you can help me make it bigger. One, subscribe. Two, share your favorite episode on social media. Three, buy me a pizza. Blog on my website, laurentnotin.com slash podcast and click on the icon, buy me a pizza. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communication, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking. Log on their website, socialprize.me. Hi, thank you for joining interviews. And today I am with Alistair Gosling, the founder and CEO of Extreme, which is a unique brand, community and purpose-driven company that lives at the nexus of sports, entertainment and lifestyle. Extreme's vision is to drive positive change through Extreme, obviously, and adventurous sports. Hi, Alistair. Thank you very much for joining me today. Laurent, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, pleasure to be here and uh, really appreciate the invite. So I took this definition of your company of Extreme from, from your LinkedIn profile and wow, what a, what a definition. Do you work in marketing? <laughs> I have some great, great people around me who, uh, who work that area and, so, and passion across board. So yeah, yes, cool. yes. So tell us about your journey as a start. Um, well, look, thank you. As I said, I mean, look, my, my journey really started, um, actually my journey right back started from a very young age. Um, so uh, it really started in terms of a passion for, you know, adventure sports. So, um, you know, mountains, I got, I was lucky enough to, to, to get to the mountains at a young age. Uh, and, um, you know, created a passion for, for the snow and the mountains and that mountain environment and skiing, uh, and then also ocean, um, and mm. whether it was surf or windsurf or, or just, just love sailing, just love the ocean on an overall basis. Grew up in the UK um, and really, you know, went to school in Scotland, just kept doing outdoor and then, you know, left school and then had, uh, you know, a number of, did a number of jobs. I worked in finance. I hated that. I worked in telecoms. I hated that. I traveled. I worked in music industry. I didn't like that. I then traveled for two years, uh, which was amazing. I spent a lot of time in, in the Bahamas and the Caribbean working for a marine research and sustainability group uh, and then came back and set up Extreme in, in 1995. And really at that point, there was a uh, uh, just a, a want to take a passion and turn it into a business and not to a degree, not to go to work every day or didn't feel like work mm. every day. Um, so we set up extreme initially focusing on television and uh, we built a, a TV distribution production company um, called uh, in those, it was still same today, same then 
called Extreme International. And uh, yeah, we built, uh, we built, uh, we had this idea, we could launch, first of all, we launched a production distribution business, selling content to TV channels all over the world. Uh, and then we, um, and then we really uh, had this idea for the TV channel called Extreme Sports Channel. And we spent about a year and a half looking for money, many, many people saying no to us. Mm. Um, but then we eventually, uh, we met with Liberty Media, the guys who ran Formula One, they liked the idea. Uh, and um, yeah, we went on to, to, to launch it uh, in 68 countries uh, uh, in about 100 million homes. So we really, we really, uh, you know, that really started to build the brand for us globally and dry, drove things on that front. Uh, and then once we'd done that, about 10 years ago, we had the opportunity to buy the brand, which we, we did. Uh, and then today, as you rightly said, we're building a, a purpose-driven and purpose-led organization. You know, with our, our vision is to drive positive change through extreme and adventure sports. Um, and then impact-wise, so that really, how does that translate into everything we do? Mm. It really, we, we, we look to... To make sure that anything we look at is it driving health is it driving fitness well-being job creation tourism education some places poverty improving poverty i mean you know really really community all of those and obviously the whole thing wrapped around sustainability um and you know as part of that we've got three divisions to our business uh the the, the first is we're building large-scale uh indoor and outdoor adventure parks um, which is, you know, um, fantastic. And right now, obviously, you know, huge growth in adventure sports in terms of participation, uh, even with COVID. Obviously, the growth is, is, has been amazing because people got into lockdown. They came out, they wanted to go back to nature and bought bikes and boards and kit online and then weren't able to travel. So everybody's got much, much more active locally, which has been amazing. Um, so yeah, so first division is destinations, uh, indoor and outdoor adventure parks, accommodation, tents, tree houses, lodges, pods, uh, a business called Extreme Collection, and then global consultancy with governments and tourism authorities, uh, really looking at the growth of this area and how we work with them to, to make it happen country by country. Second part of the business is events, uh, delivering you know lots of events uh, around the place, run actually by the guys that used to run BBC Top Gear, uh, right. the live the live show uh, from that BBC TV series. There, there, uh, that that crew all, all driving and building out a whole bunch of highly, you know, really entertaining, really really exciting um, different formats and different events. Uh, and then the third part is media. So, where we originally started, three parts of that business: a collection of OTT channels across uh, ten different niche areas and genres, and some really exciting. Things happening on that front. Uh, the second part is the social side. We're doing sort of between 50 and 100 million video views on a, on a monthly basis. Uh, and the last part is the studios business. So extreme, you know, studios producing content, short form, long form, you know, whatever it may be. So uh, uh, movies and all sorts of other things that are happening on the slate front on that on that side. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, been at it 25 years love still love what i do amazing people around me uh having a lot of fun um and you know we're in this massive growth moment yeah. of, of time which is uh which is super cool i mean 25 years being an entrepreneur with the same company it's 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 crazy uh, you said at the beginning that you went into finance yet you didn't like it 
I do have other guests on my show who said exactly the same <laughs> they like finance. <laughs> then, you know, as yeah. entrepreneurs. But what it means, what does yeah. it mean for you to be an entrepreneur? Uh, I think at the core of it's about freedom, right? Um, because you, you, you make your own decisions, you run your own thing, but then there's also the, there's the risk, there's the people. I mean, it's, it's three-dimensional chess, right? I mean, you know, it's worrying about everything from cash flow, the numbers on one side, which actually, you know, randomly, I, I, I quite enjoy working that area um, from, a, from a high level perspective with a great team, obviously. Um, but it's also about driving, leading people, inspiring people, making, making stuff happen at its core as well. I mean, there's so many, so many pieces to it. And I've been at it a long time and I've got some scars and some, you know, it's also yeah. bloody very, very hard work let's be honest um but it's uh but it's uh yeah i wouldn't change it let's put it that way <laughs> i'm not surprised yeah actually the only thing i probably i might have you know if i kind of tracked back marine biologist i i, I like to have been oh, really? you know, working 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 that yeah i spent two years in the bahamas uh you know back in my early early 20s before we set up extreme and um you know i was working for the marine research center uh, and, and that was a, an amazing moment. And, and probably if I backtracked and looked at it, that's probably where I would have I would have been super happy, <laughs> you know, doing that for sure. Yeah, but they have, the appeal of uh, being an entrepreneur was too strong, wasn't it? Exactly. Exactly that. Totally. So, yeah, uh, yeah exactly that. Tell us a bit about Extreme's vision, um, because I know it's important for you. How, how did that start and how has your vision evolved over the past 25 years? So I think, um, you know, vision wise originally was set up this TV channel, launch it all over the world and make it happen. Right. And then what you start to realize is when you're running a media channel like that, you have the ability to inspire uh, people to go and explore and experience. And that was that was that was in the DNA of the business right back in the day. And we still have that. Right. Our our mission is still to inspire people to go and explore and experience these these activities and get out and do and go and you know, all of those things. I think um, in today's world, in terms of the vision to drive positive change, I think, you know, we're in, a, we're in an incredibly tough moment from a planet perspective on many levels. And so our view, um, you know, across the organization, everybody's super passionate about these sports and how much these sports have given us or these activities have given us. And so to be able to utilize those sports to drive change at whatever level, in whatever way, is an amazing, it's an amazing thing to be able to be doing, which is, mm. uh, and with a great team of people. Um, so that's probably, uh, you know, the vision, you know, that, 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 that bigger kind of global reason to exist. And, uh, you know, not just being about building the company and making stuff happen is really, is probably the change that's happened most recently in terms of, you know, overall thinking. Um, in terms of sustainability, I know you're, it's, you're a member of different, or you take part of different programs. Mm -hmm. um, and so what actions have you taken so far? And what would you recommend to other entrepreneurs you know, who want to participate? Yeah, so, so we, look, you know, um, we have a full, pretty, not full time, but, you know, she's pretty much full time, actually, once you look at it in terms of sustainability director, Amber Nuttall. And, um, you know, 
I realised this area was really key over the last however many years. You know, we really kicked this off about two or three years ago where we brought her on board. We did a study. What, what can we, what should we be doing? How should we be approaching this? And, you know, to start with, it was, it was right. How do we apply it to what we do? We've got a number of different dynamics and, you know, we went through the different options and, and, you know, we brought on Planet Mark uh, who are measuring so you know it, it to measure our impact and they do this for us annually so what are we doing so we understand that then patagonia the guys obviously at patagonia one of the leading apparel brands obviously they've been leading the way here for, for years in the adventure mm. space in the apparel area and and so they'd set up a system called one percent for the planet which is about dedicating uh you know driving one percent of your profits to from a planetary perspective cause wise so we signed up for this um, and then, uh, you know, we signed up for the United Nations uh, Sport for Climate Action, uh, which is about driving awareness with the UN and the United Nations. And obviously the SDGs, UN, UN's uh, Sustainability Goals, we've also signed up to uh, a number of key ones around those. So that's that kind of wraps it around. And it's it's an ongoing, you know, it's it's an it's an ongoing drive, right, to to drive it. And um Funny enough, we spoke on a conference this morning, interestingly enough, that was totally dedicated to this space in terms of sustainability and what we were doing. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's just you get these things set in motion and then you have to you have to work them. Right. And with everything else, pandemics tough, you know, all the usual bits and pieces. It's it's really you know, it's not easy, but you have to you have to you have to drive it. And I think, you know, we then have made certain commercial decisions you know, we won't work with certain areas or companies if, if, and so we're starting to drive that. And so if everybody starts to drive in that way, you start to drive the whole process. And then, you know, we start to improve overall, which is, uh, which is obviously, you know, really fantastic from a, mm. from a global sustainability perspective. And that, you know, and I think today's world sustainability obviously covers a number of different areas. It's community, it's planet, it's, tech it, it, it it's it's using all of those and and that you know yeah it, it it isn't just obviously just about planet in my mind from a from a high level right so it makes your company and and the people within your company more accountable for what they do i guess then i think what's actually great about where we see our things is is it ties in the sustainability and the vision yeah, driving positive change in a sustainable manner ties into exactly whether it's the people within the organization, the team, the amazing team I work with, or whether it's uh, whether it's, uh, you know, on the external, it, 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 it flows all the way through. So they work hand in glove together uh, and makes you, you know, whether, you know, an, an external partner or company we're looking to work with. Um, you know, they understand these are our these are our values and these are what we we live by, and that's you know it's it's super helpful. Another uh, element that I noted about Extreme is that uh, over fifty percent of your workforce is female, mm -hmm. and so I also try to support gender equality in my in my way by alternating alternating sorry between a male and a female guest every every mm -hmm. week. You know, but how do you ensure that uh, percentage? That high of a percentage you know what initiatives have you taken inside the company um so actually what's interesting is first of all um 
on a on a at a core business level, I'm surrounded by the most amazing collection of of mixture of men and women. Um, but if you look at kind of my right hand person is female, uh, Nicola mm-hmm. Packer, our fantastic COO, uh, and so. As we've, as Nicola and I have then driven that at the at the at the top level, um, we've then worked to make sure across board we have different the gender equality is is and it it ebbs and flows, but as long as it's sitting in the 40, 60, 60, 40 area, I'm super comfortable. It's when it starts to move to the 10% or you know, or 20 or lower numbers, then that that just doesn't doesn't work, right? So um, I mean it does work, but it's it's unacceptable. So yeah, look, it's about having super strong, both male and female within the organization across board in, in leadership positions, which I have. So finance is driven female wise, legal and, and our COO, as I said, is, is female. Some of our managing directors are obviously male and it's this, it's this balance. But uh, having uh, an incredible mix of both female and, and male around me is is just uh, and across the organisation is is key and core to, to us as a, you know what we believe in ultimately. Let's go back to your entrepreneurship journey. Twenty five years back in nineteen ninety five you started. Today it's twenty twenty one. I mean, you must have learned a lot of things along the way. You said yourself you had some scars. <laughs> so tell me. What are the key lessons that you've learned along the way? Oh goodness, um, I, I'm terrible because I can't be I can't be told right. So I have <laughs> to do it. I have to make the mistake, learn myself, and then go on. So I would say I'm kind of 49, and I'm just catching. I've now got all the information I need, and now we're <laughs> you know we're now flying. Um, but in all seriousness, um, I think look, you know, it, it, it's about. Um, Number one, it's about the vision and obviously the plan, whatever you're going to do. Number mm. two, it's about the people um, and good treatment of those people and managing those people, you know, in terms of people around you and getting people to follow you with a vision or a plan or whatever that might be. Um, it's also on the boring stuff. It's about cash flow, right? And making sure you have enough cash. And I still rigorously on a Friday spend a chunk of my time um, you know, just working that through to make sure the cash flow is, is, you know, the cash is available and we know exactly where that is. And especially with COVID, when COVID hit, I went into, we didn't have a crisis at all because we had capital in the bank, cash in the bank, but I went to micromanagement of cash flow to make sure I knew exactly where the business was uh, across board uh you know on a on a line by line basis down to the point where i knew you know every mobile phone bill to every penny that was being spent and i hadn't done that for a number of years right uh and uh you know finance and normally across that but with 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 i just wasn't sure what coronavirus was going to bring so Mm. you just you want to just get your hands around it which was absolutely key so i think that there's also you know, as an entrepreneur, you need to be a specialist in so or a, a, a generalist, sorry, in so many areas from, you know, banking and money to sales to marketing to and that's the dynamics, right? That's the that's the mix that it is. And then you've got the freedom if you're driving and running your own thing. But that also comes at a price, right? So um, there's a there's a there's a balance there. Aha. <laughs> now I want to know more. <laughs> what's what's the price? You know, it's hard work. 
mm. right? You know, it, it, you know, to to drive it and to make him build these things is 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 you know, and that can be a price on the family, on on your time, on you're not doing what you want to do as much as you might want to be doing it in certain other things, um, and that's about getting the balance right. So um, you know that that yeah, there's a there's 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 the yin and yang. There's the balance here. You mentioned cash and and uh, you said that you 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 micromanage cash during during COVID. And let's say at the moment, yeah. at the moment, yes. And that is an area that I would like to uh, talk about a little bit more because I know the importance of managing cash flow as an entrepreneur. But there's a lot of entrepreneurs who do not necessarily realize how important it is. Why have you decided to micromanage cash? while you have, you know, a finance team. Profit and loss is important, but cash flow is the mo- is, is, is just so important to any business, right? Because if you run out of money, you, you, it, all, it all stops, right? So you can mm-hmm. have a, a you know, it, it's so, so that watching that cash is critical. And so, you know, COVID hit and I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. You know, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, reasonable amount of people across the organization and I responsible for their jo- for their jobs, for their salaries, for their livelihoods, for their families, etc. And wanted to make sure that you know we weren't going to run into trouble. Uh, and because uh, you know all the revenues could have dried up. Now it didn't happen that way, and it hasn't. And it's been amazing. In fact, we've had the most amazing. And I'll maybe touch on COVID positives in a second that happened to me. Um, but cash flow money in money out on a weekly monthly basis line by line is just the it's the lifeblood of any company right and so if you understand that you can then adjust you know you can adjust the the whole thing and you can make this you have to make decisions based around that to make sure that the you know the company you know is in good shape and in in good standing and it's better to have to make some hard decisions on certain small things or certain amounts let's say 10 or 20 percent you have to let people go you have to do this or do that to make sure the whole machine keeps on trucking now we haven't had to do any of that thank goodness um but you know that's the that's the key uh, and and the critical part and okay. that's 25 years of learning it on the job right no <laughs> <laughs> yes so let's talk about the the covid19 positives yeah, so, um, you know, COVID hit and we thought what's going to happen. As I said before, there's just been a massive upsurge of, of participation in, in the area in the venture sports, which has been incredible. And that's then translating into growth across, you know, our media business went through the roof because everyone, mm. uh, everyone was at home watching media. Our events business definitely had some trouble, but we, we've been very busy. We've moved over, a lot of people to the Middle East. We're super active in Saudi Arabia at the moment. That's kept moving. Uh, and then the destination business is is in great shape in terms of government starting to realize to be able to use these sports to drive health, fitness, well-being, job creation, all those good things has been, you know, it's been amazing. Um, but what it actually enabled me to do was I was always, I was traveling the world, driving projects, flying around, and it's actually enabled me to stop work from one place for a period of time at this standing desk. Uh, and um, it enabled me to, to drive and delve into each of the different areas we're working and 
go all the way, not just with the senior teams, but all the way through into some of the junior teams, right? And work mm. all the way through the organization in each of the different areas and really get under the skin of it and apply my thinking and support into those on a personal basis with, you know, some of the really young team all the way through to the senior team. And that has been amazing. Uh, it's been great actually on a personal basis, working with some of the younger crew and watching them, you know, I, I threw a lot of responsibility as well at certain people who were young, uh, which I love doing, and then sat with them to make sure they weren't, you know, or not literally sat, but just had their back to make sure they weren't, you know, going to fall into a Nicola, all of us as a senior team, making sure that supporting them uh, around that. So, um, yeah, and so really we come to, to where we are today, hopefully coming out of COVID and, uh, you know, the organisation is in, you know, pretty good shape and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trucking along really. So yeah, very, very good. If I was to ask your people, um, how, how would they describe you as a leader? <laughs> Goodness. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, listen, I have a lot of energy, right. And I work really hard. So, you know, it's definitely been, you know, when I'm really, we're back, we're, we're, we're working to keep, to keep the thing moving during COVID. We've worked, everybody has worked amazingly hard. So, and I've driven part of that to make mm. sure that we were secure as an organization. Um, I think people would say, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm great at 50,000 foot vision wise, but I could also, at times I can get right into the detail. I'm, I, I'm very, I can manage stuff with my sleeves rolled up to here with hands in working the trenches with people if I need to be, um, you know, which, which I touched on earlier. Um, I would say uh, there are moments where I'm probably very frustrating, um, but, um, you know, uh, but there are also times I hope where I'm really inspiring, actually, um, and very supportive. Um, and I think the great, the other great thing is going back to having that, you know, the, the female side of the, within the organization, having that balance and having making sure that you're taking input from everybody and you're listening to what other people are saying and taking that on board in terms of the decision process, I would really hope that, you know, there are times where I just make a decision, we go, but um, yeah, so, uh, you know, um, yeah, you'll need to ask them, I would say, uh, you know. Challenge overall. accepted. <laughs> yeah, cool, go, go, go. You could, you could, you could run, these, run, these with, uh, run these with some of the managing directors, it'd be super cool. What are you the most proud of? Listen, I have to say, you know, my family, the children, you know, as a number one uh, on the work front, business wise. Um, like, I love the fact we've created a, a brand and, you know, the TV channel was an amazing moment in time in terms of uh, creating a, a global TV network around these sports, mm. which then spurred, drove an industry to a degree back in the day. I mean, you know, we launched the channel at the same time Red Bull was just launching their first drink. Right. So, so you know they've yeah. driven it we lots of people have driven it you know quick billabong rip curl and neil north face all of the all of the guys across the industry um patagonia who i mentioned earlier um you know so the channel and if we've inspired a few people to go out and try these sports and then they got into these sports and they then kept off the streets that's amazing and then you know um you know if you look forward what i'm really excited about is the development of of you know 
the the developing adventure extreme and adventure spark parks with the with the events and then with the media it, it and then that circle of development and actually you know they're delivering the physical which is super exciting and ben barker who runs the destination business he's so passionate about this area and is so brilliant in this area it, it's uh you know the, the the yin and yang of his operational experience and development experience with mine and and the rest of the teams it's uh it's 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 yeah it's super cool mm. i was about to ask you what where do you want to take the business next what's what's the big dream yeah look I mean, the big dream is five years yeah the so. big dream is is developing these is developing events media you know destinations uh you know resorts and destinations developing events and developing you know the media side of things you know um across board and working with great people and You know, I, I, we, you know, we really do believe that we can make it a slight impact, a slight dent on certain, you know, we have some amazing projects going on with big cities where we're going to, we're building some of these things in cities on a citywide basis. Uh, and once those get announced in the next six to 12 months, there'll be other cities who'll be like, okay, let's do this. And then you can bring, you know, people out of, you can bring certain people out of, not bring them out of poverty, but you can give them chance and you can really start to make an impact on a on a on a on a, on a regional community basis which would be which is super cool in terms of what we're doing on some projects right now talking about making an impact i also saw that one of your company's purposes was to support positive mental health why this in particular is important for you so look again great question um you know covid's hit Uh, actually, a couple of things going on. COVID's hit. Young people are spending an innate, innate amount of time on electronics, right? Mm. Uh, and I, you know, and the uh, from a uh, from a overall perspective, um, yeah, a huge amount of time on electronics. And so, to get out and to get to escape that is just so important. And so. To, to help drive positive mental health, uh, you know, if people can go out and do these sports, then that has a chance to, to, to impact, if, if that makes sense. So, yeah, really important across board. I think we're going to see, actually, I think with gaming, with social, with pandemic, we almost got a perfect storm, right? And I hope I'm wrong, but we may look back on this moment from a youth, young perspective and go, This was like a moment in the 40s where they discovered cigarettes created cancer. Mm. Yeah, it could be that bad. I'm talking the young, I'm talking eight, yeah. 15 years old, right? Where the brain is not totally developed, but, you know, so, yeah. So look, that's, that's close to my heart and really, you know, really, really important as it stands right now in my mind. All right. Earlier on, you mentioned you had several scars. What is the biggest mistake you ever made? If you no. can talk about it <laughs> as an entrepreneur. Uh, my biggest mistake. I'm going to pour some water. Um, <laughs> uh, so a couple of things. So um, along the way, I have, you know, I've, I've made some mistakes with people, mm. right? So treated people as I wouldn't expect me to treat them. Uh, and, you know, not, not a huge amount of people. But there's one or two where I've made mistakes on that front for sure, um, which I regret. Um, there's also um, I've missed some deals along the way here and there. Mm. 
you know, we had a chance to to do something in America around the TV channel, which we missed, which I should have grabbed. Um, but you know, you you can't always you can't always uh, win everything. Um, you know, along the way, look, there are so many. I've made so many. Uh, you know, but those are probably two that uh, two that and actually hiring the wrong people, right? Yeah. I mean, you know the hiring game is a 50 50 game of whether you get it right or wrong okay and um that uh that's 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 the, the the when you hire people and then not move if you know they're wrong you have to move quickly and i tend to hold on and try and make it work and actually you just need to go no it's not working move and get on with it and bite the bullet um but yeah so uh if today i had the ability to grant you one wish and only one what would it be um listen it's it's going to be something you know it's either going to be peace or loss of you know losing famine or you know something on mm. a worldwide basis that really that really really impacts you know globally um from that side of things uh would be my would be would be my take you know um yeah for sure so uh now take your 25 years of experience as an entrepreneur and, co and combine that into one recommendation to other entrepreneurs. What would that be? Oh, make it happen. So it's just <laughs> oh, that one's easy. <laughs> right? Because there's a lot of people out there, I do believe there's a lot of people out there who are thinking about doing it. Mm. Yeah. And they sit in a job, whatever it is. And actually, I think COVID's been helpful here because I think a lot of people have actually gone, oh, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go for it. And so it's it's an entrepreneurial environment, uh, I do believe at the moment. But you know, yeah, so it's really about making it happen, being, you know, read, read, I, I you know, read, 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 data, 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 you know, and just and and don't be scared to approach, right? So LinkedIn is the most extraordinary tool that we now all have, right? In terms of network connections, all those things. And the ability to to get to people and don't be scared to kind of think this is what i want to do i need a few really well deeply experienced people around me and can i ask them for you know a, a two days a year you know of their time or half a day every few you know two whatever it is you know but just uh, don't be afraid so find mentors get advice from yeah advisors mentors absolutely my show is called interviews cracking the entrepreneurship code so hence my question have you cracked the code ah are you asking me that no i don't think i have but i'm having a lot of fun trying <laughs> <laughs> all right so a lot of work still remain to be done a lot of work yeah no great stuff <laughs> all right alistair last question how can people contact you Uh, as I said earlier, a few minutes ago, LinkedIn is a, is a great tool um, or via the website, just ping an email and uh, yeah, with uh, extremeinternational.com. But uh, obviously LinkedIn is, is that tool that uh, uh, <laughs> is so amazing these days. So yeah, that's probably the best route. Well, I confirm this is how we, we got in contact. It, it, exactly, <laughs> exactly that. Spot on. Great. Thank you very much for your time today, Alistair. Total pleasure. Thanks so much, Lauren. Have a great one. And thank you all for listening. You can thank find you. this podcast on my website, laurentautin.com slash podcast, as well as your favorite podcast platforms. Subscribe now so you don't miss any episodes. See you next time. Bye-bye.